0: hey what's up everybody what's going on we are super pumped to be here with you guys tonight i got pastor angel and i got david pastor dave in the house what's going on what's up guys hey guys we're gonna have a great night tonight we're gonna have a great discussion um and we're gonna really talk about and i think celebrate what what we experience in Christ together, uh, which is security. Uh, Man, no matter what our past is, no matter what we struggled with, uh, what I know is that he who is set free is set free indeed. And the question is, can you lose your salvation? And this is a super duper important conversation because as Pastor Angel shared with us earlier uh, when when we were talking just as pastors, um, that there's some people that really struggle with their past, some people really struggle with the question of have they done things that put them just outside of God's grace or mercy, Pastor Angel? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking about this subject, which is has two sides, right? We spoke about that. There's two sides, um, and there's different beliefs in, in regards uh, to it, and and we were talking about how some people they come to Christ um, and they uh, they've repented, they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but somewhere in the back of their mind. Um, I guess certain things that they've done, although they've given it to Christ, um, they still might feel like they've excluded or that that was going to exclude them from, um, receiving the full mercy of God or the full forgiveness of God that maybe even God can't forgive that. So even though they're serving the Lord and they're doing everything that they possibly can to be right with God, they always had that little, maybe thought in the back of their mind that this might exclude them, um, uh, from, um, salvation. Um, and we have security in Christ. We know that part. That that I guess we can't be divided on both debated on both sides. We know that Jesus died for our sins, and when we repent and we come to Him, we have a clean slate. Jesus uh, does not hold us. Um, uh, doesn't keep bringing to memory that which, was, which is already done. Um, I think we bring to memory that was already done, and we forget, and we we forget the power of forgiveness and the power of the cross that that God does forgive us and he remembers it no more. So if God is a God that doesn't bring it to you anymore, who are we to bring it back to ourselves? I think it's just like a sense of insecurity on our part, uh, that we might need security to find that security in Christ. And and it's okay, we're human. And sometimes we, we tend to, you know, have these mental issues. And oh, my God, no, I remember what I did 20 years ago. And we forget that we left it at the cross. And that's where it should stay. Um, but we do have a security in, in Jesus Christ. So I think that our mindset should be n- not, oh, my God, am I, am I going to lose my salvation? Am I, am I walking? Uh, if the trumpet sounds right now, I think we shouldn't live that way. I think we should live in full confidence that we are saved and that we have an eternal destiny with Christ. We have an eternity with Christ. Um, that and that the cross is the answer and that Jesus is the answer and not get caught up in all these side stuff. Can I lose it? Can I win it? What, is this going to send me to hell? Is this going to send me to heaven? Is this going to disqualify me after 20 years of serving the Lord? If I do, if I made one mistake, if this going to, and I think that that in itself, it's, it's a debate, not only forget the debate amongst Christians, the debate amongst ourselves in our own minds of where we have a battle. So before we get to that battle of who's right, who's wrong, I think we need to get it right here. In our hearts and in our minds. I think we need to be secure in that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And let's not worry about that out there. It's good to study it, to learn it. But we, 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 I believe we have to be eternally secure in Christ and our salvation first before we can even get into that that, or that other stuff. But what do you guys think, Pastor Armando? What is your view on that?
0: Yeah, so let me say this, guys, you're part of this discussion. Please let us know in the chat what your thoughts are as we're talking. Please share it with us, and the pastors, we're all going to be engaging with you guys as we go. Uh, but but let me say this. I think, Pastor Angelo, you, you really said something really key, right? There, there's two discussions, really. There's the internal discussion. Um, Am I far from God? I got to tell you guys, if you're sitting there worried about have you sinned and you're so concerned about being in right standing with God, you probably are because you're clearly, you clearly love God and you clearly want a relationship with God. There's conviction in your life, uh, but there could also be guilt and shame in your life. So we want to free you from that today. And then there's also the other discussion about can one lose their uh, salvation and in crescendo that comes generally from two known groups, right? Calvinists and Arminianists, all who are brothers in Christ who have different viewpoints on uh scripture now i will say this uh this issue we're talking about tonight um from the uh, outside discussion not the internal one is not an issue of salvation uh you may know god and be right or wrong on whether someone can lose it or not it's a discussion that's been going on for literally close to 2000 years uh, so it's not an issue of salvation salvation is dependent not on what you believe on whether somebody can lose it or maintain it it's it's really salvation is based on Jesus Christ it's based on the cross on our sin debt being paid and forgiveness of sins coming through through grace uh, through the grace of god which is the unmerited favor of god you can't earn it so that means even when you're ugly even when you make mistakes even when you have a past that god forgives you and you did nothing to earn it that is a security in Christ that I rally around. So so theologically speaking, the discussion that we're having is really on the context or the topic of apostasy, which in the Greek means someone to stand away from. So the question is, is it possible for somebody to know God, experience the riches of God, experience the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and then turn their back on God? And let's be clear about what apostasy is. Apostasy is not someone falling into sin. It's not somebody sinning and repenting. It's somebody who denies faith in Jesus Christ. They actually deny God. They make a choice of their own volition to walk away from and deny God fully and completely. And there's generally three views within the Christian world. One says you can't lose your salvation, the Calvinist viewpoint. Uh, the Arminian viewpoint says you can. And then the third viewpoint many people hold is, well, it would be really, really hard for somebody who experienced all the amazing that is God and to walk away. And uh, they stand on a scripture that we see actually in Matthew uh, chapter seven, verse 21, that says, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord is actually a child of God. You guys can go read that Matthew seven twenty-one to 23. And those people will hold the viewpoint that they were never believers to begin with. Uh, so Pastor Angel, you asked me my viewpoint and here it goes. I believe that um, there's nothing we can do to earn salvation, nothing at all. It's not based on our merit. We can't be good enough. We're not good enough. So there's nothing we can do to earn salvation. It's it's an act of Jesus where he paid our sin debt, took our sins upon himself and and he traded us, right? Uh, he gave us in taking our sin. He gives his grace and mercy to us. And he who was dirty and not clean is made clean. Uh, I also believe that our salvation is sustained by the hand of God. Scripture says that we cannot be snatched from the hand of God. And I believe that when we experience the love of the Father, the forgiveness of the Son, and the indwelling of the Spirit, and our lives start to change and we experience the riches of God, I Could somebody lose their salvation? Boy, it would be hard. It would be so hard to walk away from life, walk away from truth, walk away from pure joy, to walk back to those miserable things that we were once saved for in Hebrews Uh, What comes to mind is actually Hebrews 6, verse 4. It says, for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, those who came to God, who have tasted the heavenly gifts and have shared the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him uh, up to contempt. That scripture seems to show us that it is possible for somebody to lose their salvation. However, I believe it is really, really difficult uh, because again, what does apostasy require? A turning back towards sin, living a complete unrepentant life, walking away and denying God. There is one unforgivable sin scripture talks about. And the, the grieving of the Holy spirit. And what that is, the answer to that in scripture um, is the denial of Christ. The only person who will never go to heaven, who will never have forgiveness of sins is the person who does not receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and savior of their lives. Um, so that's kind of my viewpoint on it. And um, Dave, what what are your thoughts?
1: Dave, Talk to me, Dave. So I'm the
2: one who uh, believes you can't lose your salvation. You cannot lose it. Um, and I, so I think, uh, kind of my main view is, uh, number one, Pastor Angel, let me ask you what, when does justification occur?
1: The minute, the minute you come to Christ, you're justified. When you come to Christ, what is justification? Well, justification is basically God doesn't, um, you're innocent before him. He doesn't hold. Uh, you know, I, I always look at it as the father wants to wants to um, send wrath on your sin, but Jesus stops and goes, "No, nope, I died for him." So you're fully justified before the father. So he basically died on the cross, so he took the wrath that I deserve on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. So we're seen as righteous before God's eyes. God doesn't look at our sin anymore. Uh, so we're justified. That's a Christian word we like to use. We're justified. Before God, and you said it happens at the moment of salvation. So, if at the moment of salvation I'm looked at as um, righteous in the sight of God, God looks at me um, as whole and complete because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Um, how can how do I lose that? Um,
1: That's a good question. I'm hoping that you were going to give me more insight on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good point. That's a very great point. Um, from, like I said, both sides have a, a good argument. I mean, if we go to Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, Paul says that the gifts and the calling of God are, irre- uh, are irrevocable. irrevocable,
0: irrevocable.
1: Yeah. Irrevocable. Nah, my English is bad. So, so you, you, look at it that way and you're saying, well, you know, it can't be changed if you use that word, right. It can't be changed. Back. And no, God can't change his mind. He saved you. He gave you eternal life um uh he changed you there's no way that once god does this in your life that he's going to take it back you know what's been given cannot be taken back so there are verses like the past pastor amando mentioned that shows that yeah it can't be lost and it's a debate on both sides and I, I still go back to my belief of your securities in christ so um mm-hmm. I, th- I think that you can be on both sides of the aisle and grab both things and bring it together i don't think one side is smarter than the other i don't think that one side looks at the hopefully hopefully doesn't look at the other side as inferior but i think it's a great debate it's a great topic um and my 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 uh belief system is a hey, my security is in jesus christ uh, i have no desire to go back <laughs> uh, i don't know if that's um, mm-hmm. uh, forced or not, I don't <laughs> want to go back. I, I just believe that as long as I'm on, I think, i hit something very important that just open something that we know, but that's something you need to hear it. If you have, uh, you know, the the God, God, the God, the Father, God, the Son's love, and the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, there's security there. Um, and I think that that's what we should rely on, not on any other outside on um, things. I think the Holy Spirit just secures us. He makes us. He gives us that security. And with our relationship, if you have a relationship with Christ on a daily basis, you you have the Holy Spirit presence in your life. He's active. He's working. This relationship, I just don't think that you have nothing to worry about. I think that you are secure in him, and he makes you secure in him.
0: And, and I think, you know, talking about the different sides of the aisle on this one topic, and there are many topics like this, by the way, I, I think – we have to remember the relationship of grace right um that there's room for discussion this is what we would call a non-essential The essentials of the faith is that salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. That atonement, payment for sin, is made through Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross, and we are all forgiven. And who Christ forgives is forgiven completely. Scripture in the book of Hebrews uh, tells us that uh, there is no more need for sacrifice for it has been made. So there are probably just as many scriptures on both sides of the aisle to support the debate. So what do we know? And here's the truth. Here's the God's honest truth. There's a little bit of mystery here. Somehow... We understand and believe by faith that God is completely sovereign, and we believe it by truth because it's in scripture. Sovereignty means God is in total control, but yet God has granted man some level of volition, of choice. And how that plays out and interacts uh, for some of us can be very confusing. So, what do we put our trust in? And no matter what side of the aisle you're on, man, what we all put our trust in is that there is security in Christ. There is, there is, uh, predictability in the cross. And that's and what I mean by predictability is, is that every sin is paid for by the cross. Not some sins, every sin. What does it require? It requires truth and honesty. I am a sinner saved by grace. And that is something I know, you know, if you guys have hung around Fusion Church long enough, we were all children of God. Uh, we are all sinners. We have all fallen short. There is no difference. And the cure for sin is the same. Now, how much of a choice or not do we have in all that? There's a little bit of a mystery there, but we do have a choice in coming to faith, right? And a and a firm Calvinist would say, no, you were chosen by God. You were predestined. An Arminius would say, no, you weren't predestined. You are responding to the grace of God. The Calvinist would say, that's the irresistible grace of God. You can't resist it. The Arminian would say, well, sure, I can resist it because there's sin in me. So I make a choice of my own volition. Guys, this goes back and forth. But what I, what I will tell you is this is if you claim the name of Jesus, you are saved fully and completely. You're past does not define you. Your greatest mistake does not define you. You are not too dirty for God. There's nothing you have done that disqualifies you from sitting at the table with Jesus. Because I would guarantee you nobody in this prayer meeting right now has said with their own lips that they deny Christ and have walked away to a life of sin or self-worship. None of us. So if you're ever dealing with that feeling. Is my past too horrible? Maybe I've disqualified myself. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just dealing with spiritual attack in your life. The enemy is attacking your mind. Uh, Maybe you're dealing with guilt and shame. Maybe those are things that were spoken into you as a child. They're spoken into all of us. We don't measure up. We're not good enough. But the cure for that is Christ. The cure for that is the cross. And there is absolute security in Jesus, Pastor Angel, what what further thoughts might you have on the discussion?
1: Um, I, I Joe Marie asked a question uh, that I was looking at, and she said, and I think you might have covered it. Uh, it says, "What if you completely denounce faith that you no longer believe?" Um, and I think you nailed nailed it. You know, you walk <coughs> away. That's apostasy. To I, I think um, there's I, I think I think it's worse I, actually because I think the person that just denounces God just by hearing of him. I don't want Jesus. He's not Lord. And a person that has experienced the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, and deliberately consciously decides, I don't want it. That falls under the same category. Um, and I think that that's just, uh, that's someone that's, you know, uh, will grieve the Holy spirit and fall in the same concept of apostasy, just knowing who God is and, 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 um, and turning away. What, one of, one of the, uh, one of the thoughts that, that I've had one once, that I, and I guess it's a question that I've been asked since I was a young kid, and different I have, I've have had different answers. Is when it comes to predestination, or, or does God, or does man have the free will per se? Is um, I guess is what God did in Pharaoh when he deliberately hardened his heart. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of friends of mine are like, but how can that be free will if if he forced them <laughs> to get uh, to to harden his heart so that he can um, Let you know, have Israel go, but at the same time, go after them and 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 do the things um, that he did. Why would God harden a man's heart? Um, anybody has a thought on that one? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, let us know in the chat what your thoughts are, Dave. What are your thoughts on it?
1: So, a, a few things
2: that just you know popped up while Angel was talking. Um, you know, I think it really goes back to. Uh, If the person walks away from God, did they really know God in the first place? Um, And I think, you know, how do we define walking away from God, too? Um, Because I can speak for myself. There's been times in my Christian walk where there's times where I've been upset with God, right, and angry with God about how some things played out. Um, And it's not like out and out rejecting God, right? But I think there's sometimes that struggle that we have with God. Um, and so I think we can, you know, like as a Christian, we can have those moments where we struggle with God and ask God, you know, we, and we can look at Job and see his struggle with God when Job went through crazy difficult time. Um, and, you know, he questioned God and was having a rough, rough time. And so, you know, I think it's, you know, how do we, how do we define that, um, that walking away, um. You know, I think, and I think we need to show some grace to to people, you know, maybe they're just really, they've gone through some stuff right now, and they kind of walked away, but they still um, are just struggling with God right now, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dave, I think you hit something key too, right? Like, how in the world would we know whether somebody was really truly a follower of Jesus or not? We would not, but God does. Right. And and I think, you know, this issue with Pharaoh, Yeah, certainly God hardened his heart. And there are tons of stories in the Bible about how God in his sovereignty actually moves or seemingly moves the volition of a man or a woman uh, to bring about his purposes. Um, the plan of God uh, for humanity, for the way the gospel would unfold, uh, the biblical narrative. Uh, but there's also stories in Scripture, you know, in fairness, uh, where we do see that Israel, how many times have God requested Israel if you turn back to me? If you repent, Uh, you'll come back under the covering of God. I mean, there's scripture after scripture about that, about somehow Israel as a people, as a nation, having a choice, people having a choice. So so we see that really from both ends. There is a bit of a mystery. What I will tell you is this. This is my position on it. We have to humble ourselves. Uh, We are never gonna fully, completely understand God. What I know is that God is completely sovereign and God does what God wants to do for his purpose. And it's good, even if I don't feel like it's good. Let me say this goodness is not defined by how it makes you and I feel. I love this statement. Goodness is defined by how it suits the purposes of God. So God is completely sovereign. And yet there are moments in scripture in our lives where we see the sovereignty of man or the seeming Leave sovereignty of man at play. Uh, and both, again, you can make a strong argument. So so there's mystery there. And any believer who tells you that they hundred percent have the 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 uh, monopoly of truth on this topic or any they're liars, don't trust them, it's arrogance and pride. However, it's okay to have a viewpoint. It's okay to fall on one side or the other of the aisle, but in humility, we understand that we serve a completely sovereign God who is mighty and powerful and moves the heart of men. We also know to to Pastor Angel's question that God, when we talk about predestination and election, God has always kept a remnant of believers throughout history, throughout the biblical narrative, who now uh, we see in the New Testament, New Covenant Church, a remnant of believers that he has kept aside for himself. We also know that nobody can come to God unless two things happen. Uh, Number one, when Jesus asked the apostles, who do you say I am? Uh, They all said different things. But Peter said, you are the son of God. And he says, you only know this because the father showed you. We all have a veil of deception before our eyes. We're deceived by our own wants, desires, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We're deceived by sin. Uh, We're captivated by it. So in order to see God, two things scripturally have to happen. One, the veil has to be pulled off of our eyes by God so that we can see truth. Two, scripture says if you believe, believe this is a passive uh, action, a passive verb, which is an action internally that happens. If I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for my sins, I'm justified if I confess it with my mouth. Active verb choice, I am saved. Somehow both play out. What I want to encourage you about today uh, as we jump into prayer is to claim the name of God over your life. If you don't know the answer, Uh, The big answer in the big discussion, whether one can lose their salvation or not, that's okay, because you've entered the... I think, the world of honesty, that uh, you can make a biblical argument for both. Uh, However, what we do know for sure is that if you belong to Jesus, you're saved, that if you belong to Jesus, you're good, that God loves you. He doesn't see your sin. All as you will experience is God's best for your life if you're a child of God. And you know what? If you could lose your salvation, the truth is it's probably hard. How many of you would willingly right now walk away from God and walk back? to the sin that you have been saved from? How many of you would live an unrepentant life? How many of you would walk to the best of what the world has to offer? Not one of you. Let me know it in the chat if you agree with that. I'm willing to bet, not if I was a betting man, not one of you would walk away from Jesus right now to gain the best of what the world has to offer. Because what does scripture say? Scripture reminds us, what good would it be to inherit everything the world has to offer you and lose your soul? Look, at the end of the day, the world. It's broken promises, over promises, under delivers. It's all idols. God didn't create us to serve those things. God is good. And when you experience the goodness of God, that is something life can't give you and life cannot take from you. And when you experience the love of God in a deep way, and I don't know about you, I don't think I could walk away. And it's not a moment of, it's not a position of pride or arrogance to say that because my salvation is not sustained by my decision. It's sustained by the hand of God. Dave, I know you like that one. What I'm talking about is that God is good and um, my salvation is sustained by God and I've experienced real life change and I can't go through this life without God. It's actually in weakness and humility and brokenness that I realize that I need God in my life. I can't do this life without God. So I am not looking forward to walking away. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at FusionChurchNY.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church. So please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.